At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shit. Silencing critics, eliminate misses, two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Hey everybody, welcome into the Hank Haney Podcast. It's Minnesota Tim Parashka bringing you a best of presentation of the best clips from the previous week. In this opening clip, Steve the Great Predictor and I, Minnesota Tim Parashka, we filled in for Hank on Sunday night as he was coming back from a pickleball tournament and reacted to what we saw in the Zozo Championship. You can go to Sunday's podcast and hear this entire episode. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition, Sunday Edition, with Steve Johnson and Minnesota Tim Parachka. Tim, how about that? We got two in a row. Now, do we count it as episode 43, or do we have to wait till next Saturday? I think we have to wait till next Saturday, Steve, because technically speaking, this is not the Saturday Strong. This is the Saturday Strong crew filling in for the weekly strong of uh, Hank Haney, the ace of the podcast, and the uh, bullpen pitcher, Minnesota Tim Parashka. But on Saturdays, I become the second arm in the rotation, and uh, during the weekday, I'm just the relief pitcher to the ace. Okay. Well, it's, it's amazing that you're you're do, using your baseball analogy because the World Series is being hosted here in Arlington, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas, Texas. And it just so happens, Tim, you know how I know everyone. Um, I, I'm so old that uh, it's a small world. But one of the guys that I used to teach is the manager of the uh, L.A. Dodgers. His name is Dave Roberts. You used to teach Dave Roberts? Yes, yes. And I didn't know who Dave Roberts was when he came out. He said that he just retired from baseball. This was about probably six, seven years ago, Tim. Kind of a short guy. Um, 
you can tell he was a good athlete. Uh, he looks a little bit older now. I mean, he's, he's uh, you know, he's probably six, seven years. He's aged a little bit. He's, he's been a high-pressure job. You know what I'm talking about. And, but he came out, and uh, he explained a little bit about his career. I, don't, I didn't know a lot about baseball, but he was the guy that's credited for breaking Babe Ruth's curse of the Boston Red Sox. Did you ever hear that? I did not hear that, no. Yeah, so he stole some bases. Uh, we, the story goes, they were down 3-1 to one in the, uh, what do you call it? the ACLS, the, the, the championship series. They were losing to the New York Yankees, and Mariano Rivera was pitching. It was, I'll make it a real short story. It was in Boston. Boston was losing the series 3-1. to one. They were almost out. Uh, it was a cold day, Dave said. He wasn't even in the game, really. He was, uh, he was sitting in the dugout just trying to stay warm. Well, they get a base hit, and their, their manager says, Dave, come on, you're up. Dave was a big base stealer. So Dave gets out there. He says, I'm not even part of the game, Steve. He said, I am so cold. He said, I'm just trying to figure out uh, how I'm going to stay warm in this dugout. He gets out there. He's got a, He was known for a really big leadoff, uh, leading off the base so he could steal. And he was a quick guy, but, I mean, it's, it's hard to steal bases. So he took a huge lead. Mariano Rivera threw back at him five times in a row to try to get him, try to keep him on first base and try to throw him out. Almost threw him out twice, he said. Well, on that sixth pitch he ran, he stole the base. He ended up scoring. He stole another base in that, uh, in that game. They ended up winning the game. They ended up winning the series in game seven, and they ended up going to the World Series and winning the World Series. And Dave Roberts is a hero in Boston. So is Dave Roberts a good golfer? He was awful. Really? Not a good, not a good golfer, no. What no. was his big miss? Do you remember? Do you remember anything about his golf game? Was he a slicer? Did he hit worm burners? What, what were the strengths, if he had any, and the weaknesses of his game? Remember, be nice, he's in the World Series. Well, he's, he was, his strength of his game was his attitude. He had a tremendous attitude. Uh, really a good guy. He was a can do guy. You can tell it in the World Series. He was upset after the last game, uh, game number four, where it looked like they had the game won and they ended up losing. So he was a little bit upset, but no great attitude. He is a slicer. He's a steep angled slicer, big divots. Um, you know, just uh, hard to control the, the pattern of the shots, but uh, he did better. He did. He was here for about five days, and uh, he's, I've stayed in touch with him. In fact, I sent him a text at, before after Game Three, telling him, "Hey, when they were up two to one, I said, hey, after you get your victory in the World Series, you need it. You're due for a tune-up." And he sent me back a text. He says, "I, I got to do it." He says, "Thanks for staying in touch, and uh, we'll do." Here's a question for you. So it's you have the World Series manager, Dave Roberts, in your phone book. Try to think off the top of your head here. Who are the most famous people in your phone? So you got Dave Roberts. Um, yeah, Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts. You have Trip Keeney, I imagine. Is Trip Keeney yeah. still in there? He's, he's in there. Yeah. So who would be the famous people, the most famous contacts in your phone? Well, by far the most famous is Tiger Woods. You still have Tiger in there? Yeah, but I think he changed his phone number. I've been too afraid to call him. Hank told me that he changed his number. So uh, I've been uh, too afraid to give him a dial-up. I've got Tiger's number. Do you? Yeah. Wow. 
That's good. That's good. Now I've got uh, the the Grant one. I have his number. It's it's in my phone. Wayne I got Gretzky Jimmy Johnson. or your son? No, no, the Grant one, not the great one. The okay, Grant the one. one got, the Grant one. Okay. I have. Uh, let's see here. I have a lot of famous, a lot of famous guys here. I'm going to have to go through. I've got uh, Colt Nost. He's a famous one. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I thought you would have some memorable students or something that you taught. David Ledbetter. Ben David Curtis. Ledbetter, I've, got, I've, ben got, Curtis. I've got Ben Curtis. I've got Justin Leonard. Michael He's Breed. He's one of my favorites. I've got Michael Breed in there. I've got Steve Loy. You know, uh, Steve Loy, that is uh, Phil Mickelson's uh, agent and partner in a lot of the stuff. I mean, that brings up a point here. we got to talk about golf a little bit because uh, the Zozo championship just uh, concluded. And congratulations to Patrick Cantlay, who, uh, man, he just outlasted everybody. I mean, it seems like the more holes that went on, the uh, the the more that the tires that were blown off on Justin Thomas and John Rahm, they, they didn't finish very strongly. But uh, the big news was about uh, Tiger, the Tiger big match, Tiger and Phil match. They played in the same group. Did you watch that match? I did watch it, yeah. That was a big pillow fight is what that was, Tim. <laughs> Tiger shot plus two and, and Phil shot plus six. How about that? There's the match three that everybody wanted to see. You know, at, at times I was wondering, I wonder if they're betting dollars on it. I wonder if they're betting, you know, making side bets uh, just to keep it interesting. Do you think they would be? I don't know. Does that happen a lot on the PGA Tour? You know, I, I tried to look it up. But I think that there may be some rules about about gambling during tournaments. I know they can gamble before tournaments, that they can have uh, friendly games. And some of these friendly games get up there. They get uh, a lot of cash is exchanged. But I don't. I think that there's some type of rule that they can't do that on the PGA Tour. Yeah. But onto the leaders of the tournament. So it was really down to Justin Thomas and John Rahm in the final round. And he said Patrick Cantley outlasted them. I mean, Steve, the guy literally came out of nowhere and shot a seven under uh, 65 in the final round of the Zozo championship. I mean, I was watching the event and it really only seemed like Justin Thomas and John Rahm were the contenders in this tournament. And then on the back nine, Patrick Cantley, 11, 13, 14, 15, birdies four out of his last five holes to get his third career win on the PGA Tour, his first the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open in 2017, in 2019 the Memorial Tournament, and now 2020 the Zozo Championship. Patrick Cantley, he played such great golf. Obviously, if he's going to win the Zozo Championship with so many great players playing, so many elite players playing in this tournament, and so many elite players in contention, and you look at the statistics that Cantley had in this tournament, 10th in strokes gained putting, 11th in around the green, 8th in approach shots, 3rd tee to green, and 21st off the tee, which 21st off the tee is a little shaky. But compared to 32nd in putting for John Rahm, 26th in around the green for John Rahm, I mean, that is a huge statistical advantage for Patrick Cantley in the Zozo Championship. It is, but you know, you, you've got to understand the media when you're watching these tournaments. I mean, they showed the Justin Thomas, John Rahm almost like it was a match because they were the two most compelling players. Uh, you've got John Rahm who, 
is very opinionated. Uh, then you against the uh, they're trying to create some type of rivalry here. So we'll hang in there and we'll watch. Uh, they showed a little bit of Bubba Watson. They didn't show much of Patrick Cantley because Patrick Cantley really doesn't add any doesn't add much to this trying to pit one guy against the other and oh they're playing in the same group and isn't this incredible that that uh, these guys are going mano a mano. Um, really, they were going mano a mano, but for second place. And I want to get into when we get back. I know you. We need to take a break here. When we get back, I want to talk about these rivalries that the media creates, and we also create them. I mean, I'm thinking every hole. Who would I want to win? Who do I want to win on this? Do I want uh, John Rom to win? Do I want Justin Thomas? Ooh, Patrick Cantley's playing well. Who, who do I really care if he wins or not? And it's amazing. As each of the holes, as we have less less and less holes left in this tournament, I found myself changing who I wanted to win. Okay, let's get into that. Yeah, going into it, I wanted Justin Thomas, but man, is is the play is it played out? I started changing my allegiance, and uh, we need to talk about these rivalries. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Before we take our first break, go to HaneyUniversity.com right now and subscribe and follow Hank's free newsletter that's coming out every day there's free daily golf tips on there hank also has a rangefinder and impact snap and a push cart all available on the website all so you can improve your game fast all you have to do is go to haneyuniversity.com get the free daily golf tips improve your golf game if you're looking to get better at golf during the winter season or if you're in the south during the season that's just starting in uh, Arizona where it's not so hot, just go to HaneyUniversity.com. It's an easy way to improve your game, and it's free. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame 
thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The second clip comes from Monday's podcast. So Hank and I, we talked all things Tiger Woods. We talked about Tiger's preparation for the Masters at Augusta National in November. We talked about Tiger's preparation for the Zozo Championship at Sherwood Country Club. We talked about Tiger's awful putting as of late. You can go to Monday's podcast and hear this full reaction. Tiger's preparation at tournaments, in my opinion, and this is even when I was with him and watching him uh, prepare for tournaments, I thought it was always rather lacking. I, I just did not think his preparation was great. And when he went to golf courses, that he didn't know. And 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 it could have been a golf course that they'd played many times. Like I remember one year at Doral, which he always did, played great at Doral too. But one year at Doral came back there and they had redone the greens. And when they redo the greens, they're not going to be the same as they were before. And all of a sudden, his ability to read the greens was taken away from him because he doesn't really read the greens he has an incredible memory, and he remembers the greens. I mean, he reads the greens, yes, but but the the thing that he does even better is is he, re- he remembers which way he puts break from year to year. It's a, it was amazing how he did that. But when they rebuild the greens, that's gone. Now he's really playing the the greens for the for the first time. So Sherwood had been uh, rebuilt. And a little bit of the advantage that he had, for sure. Yeah, yes, he knew where to miss it. He knows how to play the golf course and get around. Uh, it didn't seem to help him, but uh, the greens and the the greens reading was kind of taken away at at Sherwood. That's that that's something that I kept in mind. I thought, okay, because I did, I didn't actually didn't know that when we had talked about the the uh, tournament uh, Zozo being played at Sherwood last week, and I thought you know, this is going to be great for Tiger and he, he doesn't need to do any prep at all and he can just show up there and he'll, you know, know the course and know the greens. Well, then they, they'd rebuilt the greens and I saw him talking about that later in the press. And I knew that, you know, that w- he, he probably wasn't going to putt as good. Now, he says he putted good, but he finished 65th in putting like you pointed out. So that's not, ex- not exactly good. And that if that was his good thing, which... It pretty much was. His approach shot to the green, he was 68th, and off the tee, 69th. I mean, you mentioned that, and tee to green, 70th. I mean, those are just horrific statistics. And 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 around the green, he was 22nd, but I don't know. I saw on, on uh, and I didn't see him do this live, but I saw it on, on uh, Instagram or Twitter or something. Somebody posted, or somebody sent it to me, or you sent it to me or something. The The chunk... The the you called it. It's your famous dub, huh? Oh yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? Oh my gosh! You sent it. He said a few. You know yeah. what? You know it's hard to hide from that. Those are creeping up. You know he had the remember he had the one or two 
the really bad one on the 18th hole at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, where he just fatted the pitch shot. And then he had just a little pitch at uh, Shearwood, and he fatted that one. And the thing that's concerning is is that's pretty much the same kind of lies that you'll face at Augusta National with the same kind of grass, pretty much. I mean, a tightly mown area, you know, it looked great, but maybe a little thin underneath the ball. And when you've hit a few of those shots, which he has now, and his short game uh, has not been good. I mean, I, I don't, you know, people don't keep track of this stuff. They, they, they remember a player's highlights, and this is what they always do. They remember the players' highlights, and I, it, it, the announcers do the same thing. They talk about this guy's such a great putter, and I, you know, you look into the statistics. Well, you know, last year he might have been a great putter, but this year he hasn't been putting that good. But just because you have one good year putting doesn't mean you're a great putter for the rest of your life every single round you play. And the same thing with, with Tiger. Now, his his short game was, you know, it was a struggle for, you know, we, we, we're going back now a few years, but it was really, really bad when he, you know, when he was had the, he had the yips on the chip shots, pit shots, you know, was that uh, 16, 17. Okay. And then 18, he, he, he definitely righted the ship and everything was better. And he was 11 strokes gained around the, around the green. All right. 2019. Good again. 45th. Uh, 2020, we got a, we got a problem. I mean, we've gone from 45th in 2019, which isn't great for Tiger Woods, to be honest with you, because he was always right there, top 10 in that statistic. And people think he has such a great short game, which he had most of his career for sure. But now you look at his statistic 2020, and it was 145th. So he went from 45th around the green to 145th around the green. And that is is not good. Even though he finished 22nd in, in uh, strokes gained around the green at Zozo, I, I, the, you can't ignore the fact that that one pitch shot off of that, you know, lie just short of the green, a good lie. And he just, you know, basically just chunked it. And the look on his face was, wow. I mean, just to see him ever hit a shot like that, Tim, it's just, it's, it's just hard for me to even conceive. I mean, it, it, like I can't even, like I watch it and I replay it and I replay it. And I look at it and I think, I, am I seeing things? I mean, is that, I mean, is that a, a trick video or something? I mean, like I used to, go out with Tiger and when we, when we would practice and I did this, you know, 150 days a year for six years. And the first thing that he'd practice every morning would be the, the short game. I mean, that's exactly where he went. I remember, you know, we'd practice down at Isleworth where he lived and there's uh, short game areas and we would go out there and, and we would practice on that, that short game pitching, pitching area. And, he was not incredible. I mean, you know, I, I hardly ever told him anything. I mean, I, honestly, if he, if he asked a question, I, my observation was always just based on what he was doing uh, different than he normally did. It wasn't like, you know, oh, you could improve at this or improve at that. Sand game he could have, could have, could have improved at. But the, the pitching game was always just great. And he always pitched off the tightest lies, and that's not something that I'm very good at. And I thought to myself, God, I just stood there in awe all the time, just so envious that he could pitch it off those tight lies. And and it, you know, then he had that big struggle, 
for a couple of years where he was, you know, yipping those chips and chunking them. And then it got better. And now, you know, he's he's had a few of them. I mean, it's hard to ignore. Now he's not like doing every one. He hasn't he hadn't done the Blados where he's running it over the green like he did at Phoenix that year. And uh that shot hasn't been there. But but let me tell you, I mean, you you, you chunk a couple and it it will be there. So that's not a that's not a good good sign. It makes uh, golfers like you feel good, but uh, definitely no no, yeah. no way it's making him feel good. That that shot looked familiar. Is that the dub? That's what you call the dub. That's the dub. Tiger's been watching too much Minnesota Tim game tape on the golf course and trying to. I understand that he's trying to replicate what I would do on the golf course because what I do is pretty difficult to uh, copy. But when you think about Tiger's game. He's won so many tournaments with his short game, the 2005 Masters. Everybody knows that shot against Chris DeMarco. Uh, the Memorial Tournament back in, what, 2011, 2012, yeah. whenever that was. Those incredible yeah, held it shots. Off from off the green, yeah. Yeah, those yeah. incredible shots is what Tiger is known for. And with the short game that he has now, there's no way he can win a tournament winning that way. No, I mean, well, well, well <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right about that. I mean, but right now he can't win anyway now uh he played mickelson with mickelson in the last round and he nipped him mickelson had a terrible day too so <laughs> yeah. they, those two those two guys just had an, an awful day but uh i told you uh, tiger would would beat mickelson last week that was one of my picks but that was a uh, you know went down to the last round and they both played awful and uh, tiger played a little less awful but there there's no part of tiger's game right now that can give him any confidence, to be honest with you. Uh, 69th off the tee last week. I mean, last year he was 47th off the tee. Uh, you know, that that's not bad. But, but he, he was 77th in distance last year. You know, everybody likes how he's swinging nice and smooth and so on and so on. But, I mean, we look at how the game is today and dominated by the long hitters and – Tiger is having to play a different game. I mean, 77th in distance. He 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 averaged last year 296.8 yards. And when you've got 32 players on the tour last year that were averaged over 300 yards, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. It's just, you know, four yards or something. But it it's just he's playing different than he used to because because he's he's not the, you know, longest hitter, or one of the longest hitters. And, that, and that's understandable, you know, at, at his age. And with the injuries he's had, and so on and so forth, but 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 like you said, what's he going to rely on? Can can he rely on the short game? Well, that's no, clearly. Uh, can he rely on the putting? Well, he, he, last year he finished one hundred eighty third in putting, one hundred eighty third. Okay, uh, and and this last week at Zozo, he putted really good. He said, and you know you you got to take what he says. You always have to take what he says and you got to research it yourself because it doesn't mean anything. Like he said, I putted really well. He finished 65th in putting. And, and it, you know, now he says, I rolled it great. Okay. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he did roll it great, but they weren't rolling in the cup. They were rolling, you know, around the cup, maybe, or over the edge of the cup, but they weren't rolling in the cup. That's for sure. Not when you're, you're, you're 65th, fifth in putting. Uh, approach shot to the green. You know, that is his, his stat that never seems to vary. Last year, he finished fourth on that stat. But for, for me, when I look at it, you know, too many three putts, not enough putts hold. 
you know, he drove it into some penalty shot situations last week, which is, you know, that, that happens at that golf course. Sherwood, it's the possibilities out there. And his short game is, is not good. You know, he, he's, uh, he's been horrible out of the bunkers. And, you know, I mean, if you look at, at his stats from last year, all you can say is his iron play is, is still pretty darn good. Other than that, there's nothing there. Nothing. Now, um, does that mean that there, you know, could be something uh, at, at Augusta? Well, uh, well, you know, yes. The answer to that is, is, is yes. But uh, is, it, is it likely? And that answer is, is probably a no. For sure, but uh, but let's talk about that next. Um, you know what I was mentioning my pickleball tournament, and uh, I got, there's a lot of people using my uh, voodoo pain relief. People that play pickleball, they always got some kind of aches and pains. It's not like the, uh, you know ridiculously strenuous, but people are like we got the sore muscles, the wrist, the elbow, the, the uh, shoulder, what knees. You know, a lot of people with knees. There's you know there's a little older audience playing, although there's young people playing too. Uh, but anyway, a lot of people using my Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. I got all kinds of messages already this week that people that I, I gave my products to to try, and they just uh, are raving about it. And you can try it too, everybody that's listening. You can go to VoodooPainRelief.com, and if you have any kind of aches and pains, whatever it is, knees, shoulders, hips, back, whatever, get a free two-week supply right there at VoodooPainRelief.com, and you can try it out free. F-R-E-E, free. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, and this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This third clip comes from Tuesday's podcast. So Hank, he reacted to the shift in the world golf rankings and dove into some of the biggest names in golf falling down that list, like Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, Justin Rose, and so many others. You can go to Tuesday's podcast and listen to that full episode. One of the things I talk about at year end is how many players exited from the top 10 from the year before and how many players entered the top 10 uh, during that last year. And uh, two years ago, it was a very small movement. There was only like two players. But if you go back and you look at the last you know, five or 10 years, the average was like four and a half players are moving in and moving out of the, of the top 10. But what's happening clearly is, is that the, you know, the names are changing and the names that we're used to watching and, and are familiar with and they're, they're, they're moving out and other players are moving in. Uh, players like John Rahm, players like uh, Colin Morikawa, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Shoffley, uh, you know, Terrell Hatton's in the top 10 now. Uh, Matthew Wolf's 13th, so he's he's making a move toward the top 10. Uh, Cantley with his win at the uh, Sherwood. I just called Sherwood because that's where they were playing last week. But he's ninth now and obviously one of the good up-and-coming young players. And then you got you got others that are, you know, kind of uh, pushing forward. Sunjay M, uh, a name to watch. Victor Hovland, a name to watch. Uh uh, who else we got? Uh, Abraham Answer, another name to watch. I mean, you, you've got you guys. I mean, you hear about him every every week. Scotty Schiffler's made a good move this year. He's up to thirtieth in the world ranking. So, you know, these players are just a win or so away from you know knocking on the door at least for the for the top ten. But one of the things that happened is is that players that we're used to watching, and and all these players' names will be mentioned in a couple of weeks when we play the Masters Championship or they play the Masters Championship and we watch the Masters Championship because it's always the familiar names that everybody everybody uh, looks at. And those familiar names, uh, there's a lot of them that have taken some big steps back right, when you look at the world rankings. And I'm going to go through my list here and, and tell you why they've taken their steps back and why... Uh, they're probably not likely to take, uh, you know, it's a step back forward in in a lot of cases. Now, some of the guys may turn it around. Uh, you know, you, Kepka may turn it around, uh, but he's he's taken a, a you know a, a step back. I mean, in, in 2018, he was number one in the world. Now he's he's 12. Now he hasn't played a lot. He's had injuries and so on and so forth. And you you, you certainly have to respect what he's done in the in the major championships. But when you analyze his game, one of the things that was always uh, hard, and I'm going to start with Kepka. So one of the things that was always hard looking at Kepka statistically, because, you know, I always study the statistics. I, I'm, uh, I think they tell the story in most, most all the cases. 
But with Kepka, you'd look at his statistics and you say it just doesn't add up to this dominance of major championships. But the guy's an incredible competitor. He turns it on at the right time, has a demeanor to play major championships, has a game to play major championships, and kind of figured out that you don't have to do a lot if you just kind of hang around and don't hurt yourself and let the other guys kind of falter, and then you play good on Sunday, you know, you can you can do do great. And 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 that's what he's he's done, winning his major championships. But looking at his his game, I, I always looked and I thought, you know what, what is it that he does that's that's so good? Well, uh most of the players, pretty much all of them in the top ten in the world golf rankings, they're they're all really, really good ball strikers. Uh Kepka he was right there knocking on the door. A 2018, 19th strokes gained tee to green. Uh, 2019, he was 12th strokes gained tee to green. But 2020, he was 30th. So that's, that's not bad. But it, it, it's it's hard to, to find your way into the top 10 in the world if you're not combining that kind of ball striking with really, really good putting. And Kepka has not been that good of a putter. He's an opportunistic putter. He putted good at the right times. And that was during the major championships, which you have to give him a lot of credit for that. But but when you look at his statistics, uh, putting uh, 2018, 68, 2019, 48, 2020, he was 144th last year in putting. So he putted horrible last year. And one of the things about Kepka is that he has always been a three putter. I mean, that's just his, that's his MO. I mean, that's how he lost the Masters last year. I mean, he had like, well, first off, he had like five penalty shots and six three putts and lost to Tiger by one shot at the 2019 Masters. I mean, that that's just, that is just giving a tournament away. And I know he he, he felt like that. I mean, they, you know, everybody congratulating Tiger and great going and what how great it was for golf, but Kepka had to think that was his tournament. And when you add up penalty shots and three putts and you come up with 11 and you lose by one, uh, trust me, that goes down as one that you you knew you you let get away. But he's always been a three putter, 156 and three putting in 2018, 19, it was 123rd and last year, 139th. He's always been a three putter. And, you know, the the putting, his putting statistics have never been that good. He's been an opportunistic, great putter. Now, uh, can he turn it on? Can he win the right tournament? Can he uh, be opportunistic? Of course he can because he knows how to win major championships. And all he's got to do to get his way solidly back in the top 10 is just, you know, win. He, all he's got to do is win at Augusta, either in a couple weeks or, you know, in, in the you know, next one in, in April, which, you know, there's going to be two chances at the Masters in short order. And Kepka's a player that definitely has a game uh, for Augusta, but he hasn't played well uh, since all the injuries. And we'll see if he can, uh, he, he can, he can get it, uh, get it going. Now, I mentioned uh, Tiger and of course, you know, the years are catching up with Tiger. We've been talking about him a little bit the last couple weeks. He's 44 years old. Uh, and he's really now, it seems, like a part-time player. I mean, we'll see if he ends up playing uh, next week at Houston uh, to get ready for the Masters. But last year, I mean, he played seven events in you know, 2020. I mean, that's what he played. 
2019, he played 12 events. Now, I mean, you know, I know the COVID and everything, but other players played and he didn't. And he just, you know, I mean, he, he did not did not play a lot of golf. And we've talked about Tiger a lot the last uh, couple of weeks, but statistically, the only part of his game that has kind of stayed on par has been his iron play. And that, that's, that's been it. And I'm talking about on par with the rest of his career. The rest of it, and in particular, is putting in a short game. I mean, last year's 183rd in putting, 145th around the greens, 186th in three-putt avoidance. I mean, just horrible. Uh, you know, the only thing that he's really had going has been uh, consistently has been his, his iron play. His distance is not, uh, you, you know, the part of his game. I mean, 77th last year in distance. He averaged 296 yards. It's the 30 two players over 300 yards on the tour. And it's not just the, you know, the few yards difference. It's the top end yardage. And, and some of these players can really let it out. I mean, heck, we just uh, been reading about uh, Bryson DeChambeau hitting a 400-yard drive. But that's something that's naturally going to happen when you get up in age. You get 44 years old and you've had the injuries that a Tiger's had. You know, he he's going to be what I described as an opportunistic player, if he gets there, he's on that week, holding the putts. Like you said, he putted good last week, finished 65th in putting at uh, CJ Cup. You know, that's not good putting. But he said he rolled it great. Uh, so I guess that meant that he felt good about how he was putting. They just weren't weren't necessarily going in, but they will. I mean, some week they'll go in. Some week he'll be right there. He'll have a chance, and he'll be able to close it out because of his experience. But I, I, I don't know. You know, when you look at his world ranking, 29th in the world, hard to imagine. I mean, he was sixth after after winning the Masters. He moved all the way up to six. 29, you know, I thought I was under this illusion, you know, that, okay, he's at six. Uh, you know, one more shot at, at getting to number one. You know, he's really just a, just a couple tournaments away from getting to number one, which looking at Tiger's career, that's very, very doable. And instead of having a big motivated push to get to number one, it's pretty much felt like, and I and I, I don't think this is really stretching it too far. It's pretty felt pretty much felt like it's been a, a celebratory tour ever since he won the Masters. I know he did pick up the Zozo championship, you know, last year and that kind of kept things and we didn't do anything in between the Masters and the Zozo and he really hadn't done anything since. This final clip comes from Wednesday's podcast. So Wednesday's podcast had a little bit of everything. We opened up the podcast talking about the Bermuda Championship playing like a Corn Fairy Tour event. Nobody showed up in the Bermuda Championship. And then in the second clip, and you can hear this by going to Wednesday's podcast, Hank reacted to Mike Davis's distance insights. And Hank put him on blast. You can go to Wednesday's podcast and hear this entire episode talking about the Bermuda Championship and myself. Mike Davis. Did you know that this week on the PGA Tour, they are playing a Corn Ferry event on the PGA Tour? Why are you being so disrespectful about the Bermuda Championship? Did you see the field at the Bermuda Championship? Yeah, what's wrong with it? Who's the highest rated player there? I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking it might be Danny Willett. What's he ranked in the world? Danny Willett's 56th in the World Golf Rankings. Okay. I, I, I might be wrong, but he looks like the highest rated player in the in the tournament. It, it's a it's an absolute joke. 
how do they get people to sponsor this? I mean, the PJ Tour, how do they get people to sponsor these tournaments? I mean, this is just like crazy. I'm looking at this field. Like, this is the whole give everybody a chance, uh, you know, create more. My goodness, look at Paul Stankowski. He's playing. He's playing? Yes. I mean, what he hasn't played in years. Well, what is he? Okay, he's... He he's fifty years old, so he's playing uh, to. I guess he's playing to get ready for the Champions Tour or, or, or something. I mean, when was the last time he played in a in in a golf tournament? Okay, he played there last year, and he play, And other than that, he hasn't played in a PGA Tour event since two thousand fifteen. I mean, he's a you know he's a past. Uh, I, I guess he gets in because he's a a past winner on the. On the PGA Tour, I mean, he, yeah, he won two times on the PGA Tour, so he's, he, you know, he's got some kind of status. He gets in. Oh my gosh! I mean, this is unbelievable. Like Fred Funk is playing. Let's go, Fred Funk, all day, baby. Fred Funk is sixty-four years old. He's due. He's due. He's due. The due theory. Why are you being so disrespectful? To Fred? It's the due theory, Hank. He finished 66 last year on the Champions Tour. Anything can happen. Jeez. Oh, he finished 91st in 2019 on the Champions Tour. He's 64 years old. His son's playing Taylor Funky. Somehow he got his son in there, too. It's, I, I don't think his son has any status on the PGA Tour. Oh, my gosh. I, this is just like, <laughs> wow. This is awesome. Wow. Is Tommy Armour wow. playing this wow. week? Did you reach out to him? He should have been. He should be. He's not playing. He could have gotten in there. Oh, my gosh. He should have played. And Tommy's won on the PGA Tour. You can just get anybody can get in. Wow. Henrik Stenson's playing. Actually, he's he's, he's a higher-ranked player. He's I don't know what he's ranked. Something 56, 60th, something like that. I don't know. He's playing. Take a look at this, okay? The favorite for the tournament, according to Bavada Sports, is Will Zalatoris. And Will oh, Zalatoris, he wow. does not have his PGA Tour card yet. He's a Corn Ferry player. He's a Corn Ferry Tour. He's an up-and-comer. He's 24 years old. Somebody will win this tournament. Uh, Brendan Todd won it last year. It, it got his career going again. Who knows? Maybe this is a, a jump start. Uh, but but there'll be a, a big audience watching that one. Jeez, <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. It's a big one. Yeah, anyway. Well, okay. Next week's Houston. There'll be a you know some players playing there. We'll see if Tiger uh, plays. And then of course you got the Masters. So that's just a run up to the Masters. That's what we got going. Uh you know what? I heard there was a big interview uh on uh one of the podcasts on iHeart. Yes. And that I might be interested in. Is that true? That is very true. Or I, according to a personal source related to Minnesota Tim Parashka, I'll call him. I'll call him my cousin. I'll call him my cousin. Actually, let's just be honest here. It's me. I'm I'm the source. Oh, you <laughs> so are okay. I, I, I'm the producer of the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. It's a fantastic podcast. Shane Bacon's got some great guests on there. He had Phil Mickelson on last week. He's had uh, he had Justin so so on uh, a couple weeks ago. He had some LPGA stars on there before, um, and he had uh, Mike Davis, the CEO of the USGA. Oh, um, the real Mike the Davis or the fake Mike Davis? 
The real Mike Davis. Oh, wow. The real Mike Davis, okay? Oh, man. What did that idiot have to say? Oh, he had so much to say, Hank. So much valuable information. So many great insights into the world of golf that Mike Davis talked about. So anyway, I got, so I'm the producer of that podcast. Yeah. And when you produce other podcasts for iHeart, you can snag audio. So this is a selling point to the clubhouse. Follow the clubhouse podcast with Shane Bacon, wherever you listen to podcasts, little, little plug in there. Let's do this. Uh, let's, uh, let, let's take a break and then we'll come back and have a listen to this. And maybe I can, uh, I'll give you my analysis. I did, did, first off, give me a little clue. Uh, did he run him over? Uh, Mike Davis, like he ran me over when that one time I had him on uh, Sirius XM when I had him on there for an interview. And he, he, uh, I asked him one question. He went for like uh, 15 minutes, never uh, had a period, a comma, an exclamation point. Uh, I, I never got a chance to get in another follow-up question, nothing. He just went on a whole dissertation. Didn't even answer my original question and just rambled on and on and on. Did he do any of that? I'll let you be the answer to that. I don't want to say uh, he did, it seemed he? like a yeah, very fair answers. It was a yeah. great interview. It was oh, a great right. uh, Mike Davis answered the questions. He did a he and provided ran right his over. insight. I'll let you be the, I'll let you decide. All I'll right, let well, you be okay. the decider. I, I will we'll we'll check it out when we come back. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to this Sunday Best Of. I'm Minnesota Tim Parashka, and this was a Best Of edition of the previous week. Follow all of us on Twitter, at Hank Caney, at GreatPredictor1 for Steve Johnson, and at Tim Parashka for me, Minnesota Tim. Take care, stay safe, hit bombs, make putts, and hell, knock some irons close. We'll be back tomorrow. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels 
challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 